The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What up? Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today, we're recording from the car. And we're talking about imposter syndrome. It's something that everybody, I think, experiences. I'm sure you have too. And today I'm going to talk about my own experience with it, what you can do about it. And honestly, I'm going to share with you why imposter syndrome is not necessarily a bad thing. So what is imposter syndrome? I'm sure you're very much aware, but generally speaking, and this isn't like a formal definition, but I would consider or I would describe imposter syndrome is a feeling that you are faking it, that you're impersonating someone, that you don't truly have the value or the expertise or the experience or the worthiness to be doing what it is you're pretending to do, or maybe you're actually doing it, but like you just feel like an imposter. And I have to imagine that like absolutely everybody had a moment where they felt like a freaking imposter. Brett's in the car with me now. Do you remember when we drove home from the hospital? Like if I think about the very first time I felt like, and probably not the first time, but like one of the most profound moments of feeling like an imposter was driving home from the hospital with Brock. Mm Mm-hmm. About being parents? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what to do. Okay, we got some diapers. Let's hopefully he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, you literally feel like, wow, we are pretending right now. We're freaking pretending to be parents. It felt so strange. Like, what are we doing? It really did feel very, very peculiar. I felt like an imposter. They don't give you like a book. Like you read books, but you're just like, wait a second, this real life human that you have to take care of. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second, I've never done this before. And like, you just, it's impossible to figure it out unless you just do it. But you just like try the best you can, but you do feel like an imposter. You feel like, oh, I'm a parent now. Yeah. And but I, you're not, but you are, you're a parent, but you're not because you haven't done it before. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you think about, I personally think about all the times when as a little girl, and maybe this is like a gender thing, but as a little girl from age three, you have baby dolls and you carry them around (laughs) and you pretend, you pretend, you imitate. And so that's a little bit of what imposter syndrome is. Okay. So here's the first thing I have to say about imposter syndrome. I think we make too big of a deal about it. Like it's this horrible thing or it's this devastating thing and it's you know how unique that you have imposter syndrome and i have imposter syndrome i don't think it's that unique i think we all have imposter syndrome whenever we're doing something that we want to be good at and we've never done it before you feel like an imposter and your go-to is to look at other people 
who've done that thing and to kind of think about how they would respond, how they would act, what they would do, and you kind of try to impersonate them. Okay, and the reason why this is a subject today is I'm back on YouTube, you guys. I'm dedicating myself to YouTube. It's going to be like I'm saying this right now. I've just gone back to my YouTube channel and I posted a 30-minute video there explaining my experience about with the fitness industry and whether or not I'm going to create another fitness video, all those things. It's on YouTube. I put the audio here on the Shalene show as well, but I talked in that video about how I felt like a freaky imposter. Last week, we were in Santa Barbara as a family, and I was honored to be able to accept the, I guess it's considered the Lifetime Achievement Award or something. Jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne, who's the godfather of fitness. I received the Jack LaLanne Award from idea fitness. It's a huge world fitness convention. And you know, it's like, yeah, it's like the biggest fitness convention on the planet, but in the world, I guess you would say. And this year it was virtual. And this year I was a recipient of the Jack LaLanne award. Previous recipients were Jane Fonda, Jay Blonick, Tony Horton, like really big names in fitness and who have made an impact in fitness. And when I gave my acceptance speech, I spoke there also about how I have always felt like an imposter in the fitness industry. You know, when I think about it, I felt like I have felt and you have felt like an imposter anytime you're stepping into a situation where you have very little experience and you want to be good at it. You want to be respected, but you have never done it before. Brad Johnson, he's got his hand up like he's raising his hand right now, like he has something he wants to say. Go ahead, sir. I played football to the highest level, to where you get paid to do it. Uh And I remember the first time I went to coach high school football, I felt like an imposter. Really? Oh, my first game when I was coaching and calling plays, I felt like an imposter. I felt like, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do? I remember drinking coffee because I remember a coach like drinking coffee before <laughs> like a game. And it was like nighttime. I was like up all night. I was That's such so a, I was such a goof, but like I was an imposter 100%. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I played this game for my entire life at the highest level. And I'm coaching my first game and I feel like an imposter. When I was in my very first, I'd filmed a ton of workout videos where I was filming the choreography for other fitness instructors. I'd probably filmed, I don't know, 25 exercise DVDs at that point before I was commissioned to film my first consumer video. Filming my first consumer video, again, I'd never done that before and I wanted to be good at it. So I felt like an imposter. So for several weeks, I studied Richard Simmons. I studied Kathy Smith. I studied Jen Miller. I studied Denise Austin. I watched the way they introduced themselves. I watched the way they cued. I watched the way they smiled. I wrote down the things that they said. I like studied freaking everything, even though I'd been in the fitness industry at that point for like, I don't know, 12 years. And then when I showed up on set, I thought to myself, do what you've seen them do. Use the voice that you've heard them use. Stand the way that you saw them stand. You know, hold your hands the way that they hold their hands. 
assume the same posture, speak the way they did. And I was so well rehearsed, so prepared. The director yells, all right, we're live in three, two, one. And I introduce myself. I go into my spiel and I hear cut. And I'm like, oh shoot, what did I do wrong? And the director, Andrea, was like, what? So she's off set. All I can hear is her voice like booming in onto the set. It's me and it's Sonorita and it's Holly and it's Janelle and it's, you know, everybody else who was on the set that day. Filming Turbo Jam was my very first consumer video where I was the lead. And I hear this like booming voice of the director who like is the wizard of Oz. <laughs> so true. Like, so Andrea, I hear her voice. She's in a remote. What do you call it? It was behind the studio. It's a, a little trailer. Cause I was in it too. Okay. It was a trailer, but she could actually talk to you and see everything. Okay. So it's a remote trailer. She's not in the room, but she can but see she, everything in here. Okay, she can hear and see everything. So she's directing cuts. There's multiple cameras, etc. So we just hear her voice. And she booms in over the mic and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't understand. What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm teaching. And she's like, what is this voice? What is this posture? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I've never done this. And she said, well, I've seen you teach. She had obviously come down to watch me teach my live classes. She's like... Be yourself. What are you doing? Be yourself. And I took up a little break and I called at the time my fitness mentor, Jay Blonick, and I told him what was happening. And I said, I'm so awkward right now. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is so weird. I'm looking into this tiny little black lens. There's a dude standing behind the camera. I feel so awkward and so out of it. And I'm so uncomfortable, help. And he said, listen, to your director, the director told you to be yourself, be yourself. Teach and picture the name, picture the one woman that you're teaching to, picture her. She's the only person behind that lens. Teach for her, teach for her. Don't be somebody else, be yourself. And that's what I did and it was my saving grace. But I showed up there feeling like an imposter. And that is, I think, really, really normal. So Brett, who's here with me now, started obviously as a football player. His parents, his dad was a football coach, taught high school PE. Basically, he was just really a coach. And entrepreneurship was something that was very foreign to him, very risky. I grew up with it. And so when we first got married and I decided to go headstrong into business and entrepreneurship, and I knew that he had skills and talents and expertise and even a propensity for management of numbers and operations and systems that I did not have. I was not good at those things creatively and marketing and business wise that was my forte, but like organizing and looking at how we could save ourselves money and strategizing and all of those things I wasn't good at. So every single moment I had the opportunity to nag him and beg him and recruit him so that we could be unstoppable together, I tried to do that. And so then eventually Brett 
first of all, he stopped playing or got cut, I should say, from the Atlanta Falcons and was working like a full-time job that he didn't love, but it was just like kind of like a temporary thing. He was going back to school to get his teaching credential. Meanwhile, I am begging him to work so that we could work together. And eventually, Brett was like, all right, we'll give this a shot. We haven't prefaced this at all. I haven't even talked to him about this. I, no, I was imposter big time then. What does that mean? I remember like, okay, I should go get like a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like going to get like a notebook and I'm going to start writing down my little to-do list. Because I didn't have to do that at my job and I didn't have to do that obviously for football. I knew like what I was supposed to do every day. Yeah. Because my only job before this like part-time job that I ended up quitting, the only job I ever knew before was playing professional sports. Yeah. And so I remember like, okay, like, what do I do? Okay, I got to organize my day. Now, all of a sudden I had my whole day planned before. And now I got to plan my day as an entrepreneur. I got to like figure this out. Yeah. And I just remember like, okay, my role should be like, try to save us money. So, you know, I just started trying to figure that out. You know, I'm sure I didn't do it right at the beginning. And, you know, I just kind of like, I just tried to like fake it. Like here, I, I think I know what I'm doing. So here's what I want you to take away from this. Every single one of us in those moments when you don't have experience because you don't have experience when you're starting something new, period. No one does. Like, do you get that? Like nobody has experience when they're starting something new, which means everyone has self-doubt. I remember feeling like an imposter the first time I went to class at Michigan State. I felt like I was impersonating a student because I'd never done it. It felt weird. I'm like, well, I guess this is the way I wear my backpack slung over one shoulder. I guess this is what I wear. I guess this is how I walk. Do you remember all those things? Like even feeling like an I, imposter going I mean, to I think people get too hung up on the imposter syndrome because you're doing it all the time. Like I, you can even scale it back to like hobbies that you do. Like when we became snowboarders, oh, we went right. and we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we were like, looked at other people that were snowboarders and like, Oh, we're supposed to dress like that. We're yeah. supposed to act like that. We're supposed to carry our board like that. We're supposed to do this, you know? So you mimic. So yes. what you do is you go into a, a phase or a studying phase yeah. where you mimic yeah. people that are actually doing it, what yes. you think is correctly. And it's what it's considered imposter syndrome, but all you're doing is trying to get by. That's a really good point. You have to almost impersonate people who are doing the thing that you want to do. You impersonate them. You look at them and you go, okay, this is how I want to be. Little girls, when they're three and four years old and they are playing house, they impersonate what they saw their moms do or what they saw on TV. That first stage is impersonation. You're right. We did that when we were snowboarding. We looked at how do those people walk? How do they dress? Literally, how do snowboarders dress when we had no idea how to snowboard? It's so funny that we're, well, I don't know about you, but I was focused on what they need to wear. Yeah. You were focused on what they need to wear. I, I was focused on like, okay, like how do they act? How do they move? Just, it's all different. But like going back to like the coaching part, what I did was I tried to mimic you know, the coaches that I 
grew up playing for and I just kind of like tried to like figure out like what they were doing but I wasn't not even close at the beginning to what they were and at the end when I remember any funny stories like the coffee story is fantastic that's so funny they're like oh they drink coffee so I guess yeah I remember that I drank like six cups of coffee on our first (laughs) home game and I was like wired I didn't even know what the hell was going on that's funny because I thought that was just your adrenaline no so funny but then what happens is here's the key point Okay. is you start off by impersonating or mimicking people that you've seen do it. Yeah. But as you get good at it, you make it your own. That's what I was just going to say. Beautiful transition. So that was very much the case for me in fitness. That's what you have to recognize is like, okay, it's okay to feel like an imposter. That's normal. It's okay to mimic or to use somebody as your role model to get started because it's a good place to start. Like it kind of gives you confidence to know like, okay, here's the blueprint. Here's what I can start to do. And then you can kind of step into being yourself. And I had a unique situation when it came to fitness in that I had a director who was like, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? I want to see you. Like that was really helpful. But in most situations, you don't have someone to point that out for you. You need to recognize that role modeling yourself after somebody else is fine. There's nothing wrong with that to get started. But the sooner you start to feel confident in your own abilities, in your own technique, in your own ways, the more you will make your mark. I agree 100%. You figure it out and then you make it your own. And then as soon as you do that, you're like, I was never an imposter. This is the way I've always been. You almost adapt yeah, to the yeah. self. Like you can't even remember the point of being an imposter because you make it your own. Eventually you'll make it your own because you have your own personality. Yeah. And subconsciously, you know that there's a way you want to do things, a better way, your own way. And you begin to develop confident around that. Okay. So think about when you were Okay, I don't know if everyone's done this, but like before you're actually 21, you have that fake ID. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, mine was so good. (laughs) Mine was so good. Dude. I was Denny. You're Denny? Oh my God, you can remember that? Well, no, because it was a friend. And we just so happened that we had the same, like, we had those thick eyebrows and we had the brown hair. Do you know hair. who this person is Yeah, he, he dated one of my friends. Oh. A gal that was a friend of mine that they dated. And I was like, dude. We look close enough alike. Like we could be cousins. Like, uh-huh. do you have another? And he was like four years older. He's like, yeah. I'll we just should keep reach out mind. to him. That's pretty funny. It's so funny. But when you're not 21 and you have a fake ID, you're okay. You know, cover the kids' ears, and you go into the bar. That is the ultimate imposter syndrome, right? You're trying to pretend like you're 21. Like, how would a 21 year old act? How would they show their ID? How would they order their cocktail? Like all of these things. And that's the ultimate imposter syndrome. And then you're looking out for the bouncer, hoping that the bouncer doesn't call you out. And the same is true when you're starting something new and you feel like an imposter. I just want you to know it's super normal. It's okay to impersonate other people who've done it well before you and even be a blend of all those things. But the sooner you can start to be yourself, the more comfortable it's going to get. But it's normal. It's normal to have self-doubt. It's normal to have fear of failure. It's normal to have anxiety 
over doing something you've never done before. Every single one of us does. That doesn't mean you're someone who lacks confidence. That means you're a normal human being. All of us having a little bit of anxiety or apprehension when it's something we've never done before. I've watched a ton of like YouTube videos about imposter syndrome and I've heard some experts say, oh, it has to do with, you know, a traumatic childhood or traumas. No, it doesn't. I mean, maybe in some cases, if you have the type of imposter syndrome that doesn't allow you to step into your own thing, but initially all of us feel like we're faking it when we first start something. So it has less to do with your circumstances, less to do with childhood trauma, less to do with verbal abuse or being criticized and a whole lot more to do with the fact that you're new to something. And so you have to pretend that you've been there before. You have to pretend so the bouncer doesn't look for you and go like, hey, what are you doing here? You don't belong here, right? And for me, as I mentioned in my YouTube video, the entire time I was doing consumer fitness videos, the entire time I thought someone was going to like knock on the door and say, like the bouncer, the consumer fitness video bouncer was going to come and show up at the door and say like, excuse me, ma'am, we know you're faking it. The gig is up. Time to go. You're out of here. Like we're going to tell the world like you were phony the entire time. Even when I received that lifetime or the Jack LaLanne award, I felt like, what? This is a mistake. What? How? But eventually you have to go, well, why not me? Why not me? Why not me? There's always going to be someone who's more experienced, more passionate, paid better, taller, thinner, richer, whatever the er is. There's always going to be somebody more er than you. So what? They're not you. So use imposter syndrome to your benefit. Know that it's normal. Know that it's not a big deal. But eventually you have to transition from being an imposter to owning it. And that's a pretty cool feeling when you're like, this is normal. Who cares? I'm the best version of me. It's not that I'm the best version of fill-in-the-blank expert, fill-in-the-blank football player, football coach, business owner, fitness professional, marketing expert, parent driving home from the hospital. I don't need to be the best. I don't need to have the most experience. I just need to be the version of this that is myself. And that's you. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that you recognize that you just got to go for it. And there always will be people who have something to say. There will always be people who believe that they could do it better. Who cares? Remember, people never punch down. That means that people who are above you are never going to criticize you. It's only going to be the people who are below you, who are jealous, who wish that they could do the things that you're going to do, who may criticize you. Who freaking cares? I love you. I mean it. And I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for being here, Brett Johnson. You're welcome. I was your driver. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. We got a good one coming for you. Talk to you then.